Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Yesterday, if you are our uh, Sunday morning listener on radio for Western New York Catholic Weekly, we celebrated what has become an annual event here in the Diocese of Buffalo, the Blue Mass. It is for first responders, police, fire, um, uh, anybody that uh, that uh, serves the public in that way. And it's a way that we honor them with a special Mass and pray for them and with them. And uh, it gives me an opportunity to invite back to Western New York Catholic Weekly uh, guests who I'm sure you're familiar with, if not from this program, from just about uh, every media outlet in Western New York. Uh, he runs the Franciscan Center in South Buffalo, Father Joe Bain. Father, welcome back to the program. Good morning, Greg. Good to be with you as always. Uh, we wanted to have you come in and talk a little bit about what the Blue Mass is because it gives us an opportunity, particularly in this year of mercy, to talk about um, those who are probably doing works of mercy, whether or not they have a um, any kind of religious affiliation, right? They're, they're, they're doing uh, – they're keeping the public safe and healthy and, and all those kinds of things. But also, um, again, with the year of mercy in mind, to talk about your work at the Franciscan Center. Since the uh, Blue Mass just happened yesterday, you've been involved with that and, of course, you've been involved with, uh, with the fire and first responders uh, for many, many years. Thought we might talk a little bit about that. First, this notion of a Blue Mass might be new to us in Western New York, but it's been happening um, around the country in different places. Right? Long tradition, the Blue Mass, probably police, fire, sometimes blue uniforms. But the Blue Mass, the idea of, as you mentioned, honoring our first responders, fire, EMS, emergency medical services, law enforcement, you know, police, FBI. These men and women are out there on the front lines, and uh, this year we're in the 15th anniversary of the tragedy of 9-11. And uh, I I think, you know, just like the diocese wants to, uh, actually some of the individual fire companies actually do uh, something similar, where we gather our, our first responders, you know, around the Lord's table, and if you will, pat them on the back. Uh, we remember their members that have gone before us. And in my not-so-humble opinion, as the fire friar, as I get called sometimes, <laughs> these men and women first responders, no matter what their particular faith background or what pew they sit in, talk about extending mercy to people sometimes they do know in the rural areas. Your firefighters and police know their people that they're serving. In the city of Buffalo, maybe not, but they're in the larger urban areas. But talk about extending mercy and uh, as Pope Francis says, no closed doors. They walk into many doors to to a fire, to a, a medical emergency, to a, a crime scene, a tragedy. And literally, if you will, I, in my opinion, again, put the gospel into real gutsy, real terms. That's the way I see it. So the Blue Mass, to honor them, pat them on the back, let them know God's with them and we're with them. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I mentioned um, – you know, whether or not, you know, they maybe have any kind of – in Buffalo, right? I mean, you know, a lot of your neighbors are police officers. Uh, they're Catholic and they're, you know, same with the with the fire department and and whatnot. But, I mean, there's that whole notion, right, that uh, there aren't any atheists in foxholes, yeah, true, right? True. Do you find – do you find that um, – uh, 
when you work with, or, or even like, I mean, we had the Hell the Blue Mass last year, and I know that uh, that you were right there with a with a lot of the folks that uh, you work with all the time. Um, do they respond to that? I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was happy with uh, with the, our first year, the Blue Mass turnout. Um, it's no secret. I talk about it with firefighters and cops and EMS. You know, sometimes I see them only in church for the wedding or the funeral or the blue mass. But as a chaplain, and I, my guess is that my brother and sister chaplains and for first responders, whether it's locally or, or, or throughout the country, uh, they appreciate us, if you will, as the spiritual presence at 3 o'clock in the morning, whether they polish any pew, as we call it, uh, and because we as chaplains don't go out into the streets with them to proselytize. And it's interesting. A fire, a police chaplain uh, is first and foremost there for our first responders, not for the civilians, believe it or not. You know, that's why, uh, you know, a chaplain's not going to only show up at a fire or a, a tragedy because someone died. We're there to help our sister and brother first responders to be that support. I've done more counseling while firefighters are cleaning up, rolling up hose, or, uh, you know, a cop is finishing paperwork after some other tragedy. And that idea of that spiritual presence, which I think Pope Francis in this year of mercy is telling us who are, uh, if you will, pardon the expression, bishops, priests, deacons, get out there with your sheep. Let them. Uh, that's why I like that my car always smells like smoke. My turnout <laughs> gear, as Bishop Francis, as Pope Francis would say, uh, take on the smell of your sheep. Yeah, that, I, it's oh, very real in, with first responders. Yeah. They're good people, whether or not they make it to their particular temple on Sunday, right. but they're doing God's work. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, and the, you have kind of a unique perspective on that. Father Joe Bain uh, joins us today from the Franciscan Center in South Buffalo, and you work primarily with the uh, city Actually, of Buffalo, Buffalo Fire, Fire Department. Department right? yeah. I'm for the County of Erie yeah. Emergency Services, which takes mm-hmm. in fire and EMS, some paid and mostly volunteer, and then. For the sake of speeding, I do have my town of Hamburg police badge. I work closely with them because I live out there at St. Francis. So uh, they're my flock and they're good folk. Well, that and, – and again, that points to what I was going to um, ask you is that um, – you're in kind of a unique position because you are not a pastor. You are not the guy who is necessarily saying the masses in somebody's church on Sunday every week and, uh, you know, with the kids in the school and all that kind of stuff. Is that kind of a benefit or or uh, um, does that make it easier maybe sometimes for, you know, Firefighters, police, whatever, maybe to uh, relate to you in a way that they wouldn't to maybe their own pastor. Greg, two-edged sword. They get to trust you because you're out in the street with them. You're sweating with them. You're freezing cold with them. You're having a cup of coffee after the fire. So they talk to you about their kids, their marriage, maybe if they're struggling with some personal issue. You become one of them, but there's still that respect. It's a pain for me because they call up because they want to be a godparent or a confirmation sponsor or have their baby baptized. And I have to say, but your, your pastor, whom you don't even know, isn't, isn't wrong. He wants you to belong and show up for mass. And uh, yet to be a, a baptismal sponsor, a godparent, you, you got to practice your faith and so on. So 
It is a two-edged sword. And I kind of, I walk a tightrope sometime supporting uh, those pastors who are doing the right thing. And at the same time, um, I got to call my flock as I, with pagers as I call them, I got to call them to task. But, but they get to know you, they trust you. And we all know that pastors are very busy. So if I can show up at a wake or do a funeral service at a funeral home or uh, kind of help them become a good godparent, you do the best you can. Well, <laughs> tell me about the yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing. We're and sometimes it's one of the things I'm a little jealous of other denominations sometimes where they don't have the rule book that we have, yeah. right? That I mean, you you do try to walk that. It is reality, you know? and um, I you know I I always tell my Franciscan provincial my boss I don't want to be a pastor. I think it's a tough job. <laughs> But I do. But I kind of – I guess I'm the kind of personality as a friar and a priest that likes the diversity of ministries, being in the street, whether it's my first responders or my troubled youth. But uh, yeah, but it gives me a perspective also to try to help them when it comes time for their marriage to do the right thing or baptizing their children or belonging to a parish. So there's a sense of accountability. So I guess I'm in a way to spiritually educate them a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mention that, though. I mean, some of your um, brethren, some of your fellow friars are pastors and do some of this same work, right? Are involved with being a chaplain for police, fire departments, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about um, from your end the role of a chaplain. Um, What are some of those? You mentioned a couple already, but specifically some of those unique challenges you face that are unique to um, whether you're a hospital chaplain or, or whatever that maybe aren't the same as just being a pastor in a parish or, or whatever your ministry might be. Well, they, uh, and I sin on the side of over-availability, you know, unless I'm out of town being on call two, three in the morning to go to a fire emergency. Uh, fire chiefs call me in the middle of the night because one of their people or one of their police officers in, this, in, the, in the area of law enforcement needs something, has a crisis, you know, their child's been rushed to children's. Uh, it's demanding. It's exhausting. It's also rewarding. And it's the whole, uh, what I call the ministry of presence. And again, I hearken back to that good Jesuit in the white outfit in Rome (laughs) who tells us to, again, I always forget he's a Jesuit. He's more like one of you guys. Isn't that funny? And a Franciscan loves a Jesuit because we use a lot of coins. But when Pope Francis, his his lines are so real, you know, smell, smell like your sheep. Uh, you know, don't hide in your office or your, your, your house. Get out there with them. And the idea, uh, there are no closed doors. I think we can take the mercy of God and of Jesus into the streets. And whether it's in the absolutely wonderful uh, Sacrament of Reconciliation internal forum, we can also extend God's mercy in so many other ways, you know, in time of tragedy, in time of, of people feeling so broken and hurt. And, uh, you know, for us Catholics, there are seven sacraments, but small s, there are sacramentals and sacraments where I think we have opportunities to extend the, uh, the mercy of Jesus. And it's, it's overwhelming and it's awesome. 
Um, I, I, let me speak to that point. I, I was going to take a break here, and we'll give you a chance to talk about. Uh, you mentioned your work in the streets. Um, you're doing that as well at the Franciscan Center. But let me address that point because in this work here, this communications ministry, it's one of the things I think that people don't see. Um, when, especially in Western New York, when um, there are large scale. Um, emergencies or high-profile, both weddings, I guess, but particularly funerals, often that involves, because of the number of Catholics that we have here in Western New York, Catholics, either their family or the person who died is a Catholic or, or whatever the situation may be. Um, and, and so in our ministry, in these high-profile instances, we kind of need to be there, right, to, to manage the media, make sure that they're being sensitive to the family and, and to whatever else. So I, I tell people, I go to a lot of funerals, and maybe other people don't. But the thing I see there is uh, kind of what you're saying there. Um, the sacramentals, the symbols and signs and things that we do as Catholics that maybe other faiths don't do, um, it's one of the things we're really good at. It works. And great people, people respond respect to them. that. Yes. When I go to bless a new firehouse or police station or fire engine or uh, – are you, are you going to bring that water? Yeah, there's help? something about that, and right? I, I, and it's not a it's not a, a game right. to them. It's it's and so I think we as Catholics should be proud of that. Yeah. That you know you used to hear the old Catholics worship statues. No 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 no, yeah. but people do respect uh, this Franciscan outfit. I wear a habit. You know I tend to put my boots and coat and helmet on at a fire, but right. it 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 invokes people to come up to you, whether it's in the hospital or you know, uh, you know in the in the in the secular setting, you know because. We're the connection. We're the God connection. And we who wear these outfits are broken and sinners as well. But it, it, it gets people, no matter what their faith, to connect with God. And boy, isn't that uh, living out the concept of this year of mercy. If we can connect people with the God who's full of forgiveness full of love, who certainly has challenges. We mentioned our Catholic rules and, and, sure. and, and things. But if we can connect people with God, boy, they're, they're plugging into that mercy. I'm convinced of it. I don't care whether they're firefighters, cops, troubled teenagers. Uh, it's the real thing. Not Coca-Cola, but it's the real thing. Mercy, God's mercy. We're going to pick Nothing up. wrong with Coca-Cola. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it at all. Sometimes that's just what you need, right? Absolutely. Uh, but we're going to pick up right there, and uh, we'll come back and talk about uh, the other habit that you wear at the Franciscan Center. Father Joe Bain is our guest. We'll be right back. The Western New York Catholic is sponsoring a pilgrimage to Fatima and Lourdes, March 16th to the 28th. This unique pilgrimage celebrates the 100th anniversary of the apparitions of the Blessed Mother at Fatima and will be led by the Vicar General for the Diocese of Buffalo, Monsignor David Slebecki. Go to wnycatholic.org slash Fatima now and join us for an information night at St. Joseph Cathedral on October 19th. To learn all about this very special pilgrimage, visiting Fatima and Lourdes. Learn more at wnycatholic.org slash Fatima. Make your voice heard. There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. 
Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. Thanks for joining us again this week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm Greg Prince. Joining me, Father Joe Bain, Franciscan friar. Uh, you know him from his work at the Franciscan Center in South Buffalo, also a chaplain with the Buffalo Fire Department and several others, Erie County uh, Emergency Services, also out in Hamburg uh, because, uh, again, the friar's out there in Athel Springs. So um, uh, well-connected that way. But uh, we ended off with a thought on the – Year of Mercy and the, this notion of uh, – and we've been talking about it a lot on the program throughout this year, um, the doing the works of mercy. And certainly the Franciscan Center is a place where both the spiritual and corporal works of mercy are happening every day. So tell us a little bit – for people who aren't familiar, just highlight again what the Franciscan Center is. Absolutely. On Seneca Street since 1980 – a transitional living program for young men 16 up to 21. They come from all over western New York and beyond that maybe have some family problems. Maybe they got in a little trouble. Maybe they struggle with something they shouldn't be using to cope with their problems. Uh, we're a very home-like place, tough love, got a good name. We're small, home-like, eight-bed. Uh, and again, the variety of young people, all races, creeds, colors, and other issues – and uh, the concept of mercy is the old thing we've all heard growing up, uh, hate the sin, love the sinner. Uh, like us humans, uh, these young men have made some mistakes or bad choices or bad choices by their parents or caregivers. And yet we offer them a place where we don't judge them, but we push them to come to an acceptance of themselves uh, when I counsel, whether it's teenagers, uh, adults, emergency responders, and in my own life, my own spiritual life, uh, poor self-esteem jumps out at me as the issue. You know, I can do dumb things or I can do great things, but do I, the old first commandment, you know, do I love myself as, I, as my neighbor as I love myself? We lose that. So mercy to these young guys that come to us and live with us. Don't judge them for their purple hair, their rings, their tattoos, their, their little trouble with the law. So our door is open. Well, now sometimes, right, that's one of the problems. We do love others as we love ourselves, which unfortunately is not very much, right? Yeah, that, that, that's real true, Greg. We're, and it's, it's so easy for us humans to judge you know, the hair color, the mistake, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the mistakes people have made or their race, their creed, their color, their, uh, you know, the, even the, it's a hot topic in our world today. Their identity issues, sexual and, and human identity issues. And, you know, and I always say uh, we never know what that other person is truly going through. Only they do and God does. Meaning, what troubles? How are they beating themselves up? Do they see any goodness in themselves? And I always say you got to start believing in some kind of goodness within you. 
before you can address your problems and failures. It's kind of funny. Um, St. Francis, the little guy from Assisi I try to follow, would always tell his friars, see the creator in every creature, yeah. not just yeah. in Brother Sun and Sister right, Moon right, and sure. Sister Water down at the lake, <laughs> but in your your spouse or your kid that's driving you nuts or this troubled kid that comes to your door. Well, and these these kind of things that you mention, right? Um, you know, often that brings up our makes us think of our own shortcomings, right? And people don't like to face that. In fact, it's one of the interesting uh, probably things about your um, ministry that maybe does not happen with some of the other folks that we've had on here on the show, Catholic Charities or, or other ministries here in the the diocese. I, I would imagine your work is is heavy on the correct the sinner and be patient with those in error, right? I mean, that's a... Yeah. And you know what? A, we're all sinners. Sure. We've all made some errors, and I don't just mean in baseball, uh, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And if we, yeah, but those are tough ones. Though. They are. Yeah. If we, in our work with a handful of young people, again, we're not into numbers. Right. And it's kind of, and I'll give a plug for Erie County Youth Services and even the New York State that certifies us. They keep telling me, don't worry if your numbers are a little lower, meaning you're helping the ones that want the help and come to you. And yet at the same time, I got to deal with raising the funds and uh, keeping our ship afloat and so on. But uh, our, our young people today sometimes are lost. They don't want to finish school. They don't want to get a job. But our society is also sometimes allowing that or promoting that. So I, at the risk of being political, meaning we've got to help this young person or not so young know that finishing that high school or getting that HSE used to be GED or getting that little job, even if it's it's burgers for a little bit, you're going to feel better about yourself getting that paycheck or getting that uh, that that certificate of completing your education, and then you're going to want to give back something to society. I think that's a St. Paul talks about it. Let him who would not work not eat. I didn't create that. St. Paul said it long ago. So that's our approach. We call it tough love. I love you enough with your tattoos and your earrings and your purple hair because I'm a sinner too, but I want you to have a better life and I want you to accomplish some things. Sure. You know. Sure. I, I, I'm held accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable, right? It's, we're all in the same kind of boat Absolutely. There. Um, Goes it, a long way. But uh, let me ask you this. I'm sure I've asked you this before as you were sitting at that very microphone um, I sat here when I used to have brown hair. There you go. White. Sure. Yeah. You and me both, right? But uh, where would the young men that you serve be if the Franciscan Center didn't exist? It's one of those programs that kind of serves uh, it, it people is, who are the last being served resort sometimes. Right? Yeah. And it's kind of nice for me to hear that from our commissioner of social services, our youth bureau director, and even the folks that come and certify us from Albany that make us feel like we are making a little difference. We're not into the numbers game. But for some of these young men, they can't go home right now. They've burned that bridge or the home situation's way worse. Or, as I sometimes see, some of these guys leave us and go back to the old neighborhood or the old haunt or the with the folks where they kind of fit in, whether it's official gang or unofficial gang, and we know that's not good for them. 
Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to shift this a little bit. We're talking a little bit about those works of mercy in this year of mercy. And of course, one of the um, great things for all of us about ministries like yours is it gives us an opportunity, right, to kind of exercise some of these works of mercy, to be involved with what you do, whether we can come down there and volunteer at the center or, or whatever it might be. There's certainly always prayer and whatnot, but you're always looking for volunteers and let's face it, right? It ain't cheap to do what you do. I know. Sad to say, let me quickly cover that so I don't get 150 calls this week. <laughs> right. We use less volunteers yeah. because of the demands and the regulations right. for many issues. I have, When I hire someone, uh, if you knew what we had to go through with the state and the fingerprints and the background checks, it costs buku bucks. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we don't like good volunteers, but the demands on us because of certification are extensive. But to send in an envelope, to drop off food, as so many parishes do and fire companies do, uh, Sunday, October 30th at the Bowmansville Fire Hall in Bowmansville is our annual chicken barbecue, totally sponsored by firefighters. The Evans Center firefighters at the other end of the county barbecue the chicken with their own special sauce. So that's from 12 till we sell out those chicken dinners. That helps us. Uh, Certainly the parishes and the youth groups that have collections for us, the holidays. I I can't tell you, talk about um, the sense of teamwork and friends out there that help... uh, help us keep afloat. And the largest portion of our budget at the Franciscan Center is private donations from good people that believe in us. God is good through God's people to us. Uh, How can people participate in that if they are so inclined? The Franciscan Center, 1910 Seneca Street, 14210, uh, any any offering, and you'll always get a thank you from me. I take it very seriously to thank the folks that I call it the network, the the the, the connection. You, in a sense, are our parish because I don't have a parish other than the one I help help at every weekend, St. Philip's. But you people that do us good with your donations, whether of material objects or or finances, you keep us afloat so we can help runaway homeless young people. Uh, that's a gift from God. And talk about living out the works of mercy, feeding the hungry, hungry, sheltering the homeless, and visiting the sick. They're emotionally sick, the young people that come to us. And sometimes we who are trying to help them are emotionally struggling. Those spiritual and, and corporal works of mercy are as alive and well in 2016 and boy, Pope Francis is just calling us to kind of tune in on them, shine the spotlight on them, and roll up our sleeves. And that's what we're trying to do. Uh, extend mercy, whether it's to the first responders or to these troubled young people who need a haven for a while, a harbor, a safe house, a place to... And we challenge them to deal with their legal issues. I get the young people that are on probation, and we send them off to court to clean that up and get back here so we can help you get a job. And... Uh, so those works of mercies become pretty gutsy with us, no matter what the youth's particular faith or whatever my emergency responder's faith is. The spiritual and corporal works of mercy, what Pope Francis is challenging us to do as Catholics and Christians to reach out to others in mercy, no closed doors, and as far as I'm concerned, no boundaries or fences. 
Well, we're glad you're doing what you're doing, Father Joe. Appreciate you coming in today and sharing. My with honor you. to be here. Thanks for what you do to getting the gospel out there, Greg. Father Joe Bain is the director of the Franciscan Center in South Buffalo, also chaplain for emergency services in Erie County, Buffalo Fire Department, uh, Hamburg Fire Department, Hamburg Police Department. Okay, see, you get, you're getting all the elements of the blue mass in. You're, you're working with them all. So. I got more badges <laughs> and IDs, and uh, but this is the best one, this Franciscan. That's habit. right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, uh, we thank Father Joe for coming in today. We thank you for listening. Uh, the information about what we have on the show, you can always find it uh, if you look at wnycatholic.org slash radio or if you go to buffalodiocese.org. We're under the uh, news and media tab as well. You can hear uh, the podcast. Maybe you want to hear this show again. Go ahead and download it from our podcast page. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.